everybody. Welcome back to another Woman in Season podcast. My name is Sally and happy Thursday. So today I have a very special guest. Uh, today I have my good friend Stephanie and Stephanie will be sharing a little bit about herself and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast because I feel that a lot of moms can definitely relate to her. Stephanie? Hi everyone. So my name is Stephanie. I am a mother of two, 20 and real estate transaction coordinator company um, located in San Diego, California, and uh, we've been in business for going on two years now. Yes, and I can share a little bit about Stephanie and I. So I met Stephanie uh, back, I don't even remember the year, but uh, we're both going to, what was that? It was a while ago. Was it like 2010? Yeah, we were both at, at a community college and we automatically clicked and we've been friends through social media. She's been moving, I've been moving, but we've, we've been staying connected. Um, we've been friends ever since. And um, when I started the podcast, um, we both connected and I said, you'd be such a great um, you know, guest to have. I feel like a lot of moms could relate to you, especially you know, having such a successful business. But um, let's get to it. Um, definitely, I want Stephanie to share, you know, how she's been able to balance mom life and, you know, bringing up, you know, your successful business. So can you share like how you even got into the real estate? Because I know when you, you, you got your bachelor's, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I have my bachelor's in international business Mm -hmm. and I have my associates in um, business administration. And uh, I was planning on going back to getting my master's once I graduated Um, I think when it takes you so long to get your bachelor's because you're working full time, um, you automatically have this sense of, okay, I could do it. Like if I could get my bachelor's and it took me this long, but I did it, I'm going to go get my master's. But um, shortly after I graduated um, with my bachelor's, I realized that A, I was in student debt. And uh, B, I was going to have to pay off whatever I accrued, you know, with getting my master's. So instead of just jumping in right after and just, you know, pursuing my master's, I thought, well, okay, what else can I do? Like, what else am I good at? Mm -hmm. um, At that time, I was actually already working at a real estate brokerage as a broker's assistant. I had been working there for almost two years when I graduated with my bachelor's. Um, so that whole thing with, okay, am I going to go get my master's or am I going to, you know, figure something out in real estate? And, you know, if you work in real estate or if you have friends, you can basically understand that real estate is not, it's not easy. Um, it's very demanding. You're dealing with a lot of different personalities. You're dealing with a lot of money. Um, it is very stressful. But there's different avenues of real estate. So you don't always necessarily have to think, okay, if you're in real estate, you're a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. You can do other things associated with real estate. You can do, you know, flipping. You can do, um, you know, help with the paperwork. You can work in escrow. You can do loans. Like there's so many different categories of real estate. It's not just a real estate agent. So my thing once I graduated was, okay, um, I have mentors and I'm smart. So what am I going to do? Like, what, what am I going to do? So I actually started TCing. And if you don't, you know, if you're not familiar with 
PCing as a transaction coordinator. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started off as a transaction coordinator. And after two months of doing it, just kind of fiddling with it to see if that's something I wanted to do. I, I loved it. I love paperwork. Um, I've always loved paperwork since, you know, I started working. I've always been an admin for the most part. Um, so I my real estate business two months after fiddling with it. I learned this is what I want to do. Um, filed for my S Corp, did my paperwork, um, and then just started getting business. I started marketing and I am now contracted with three different brokers and I have agents through, um, you know, Remax, Berkshire, Compass, um, smaller brokers as well. So we're closing about 30 to 35 escrows every month. Wow. That is amazing. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. It's been, um, almost two years. So it's, to close that much in a month, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's been a blessing. Yes, that is so awesome. And um, you and I were talking on the phone previously, and you had mentioned a little bit um, about, you know, your, your daughter. So you have two daughters. I do. Yes. And so um, talk a little bit about that, because I know I do have a lot of mom listeners. um, And you know, for myself, being a new mom, I can already, you know, see how hard it is to basically keep pursuing my dreams and aspirations, um, because it is very difficult to be a mom, you know, and then still try to, you know, do everything you need to do, you know, basically, like, if you don't have kids, it's almost impossible, because they, you know, they need your attention. So how were you able to, you know, to be, um, you know, to do this with your two daughters? Yeah. So let me absolutely. Yeah. Let me go ahead and backtrack here just for people listening. Cause you know, sometimes when we speak to people, it just seems so easy, right? Like, yes. Oh, it just seems so easy. Like you can do everything. And the reality is no, it's, it's really hard. And exactly. um, I didn't get here today without a lot of crying sessions. I literally had breakdowns, mental breakdowns. I, I was so stressed out because it is really difficult to balance everything. But um, so quick breakdown. Um, my first daughter, I had her at 20 years old. I had her a month before my 21st birthday. And that's when um, I was still in Palomar, I believe. Yeah. I, yeah. So I was working full time and I was going to Palomar College part time. And I was taking Wednesdays and I believe it was Mondays and Wednesdays. So I was going to school and I had my daughter and I remember, um, you know, I don't just for a quick background, I don't, you know, I don't have my dad and my mom had substance issues with alcohol. Wow. So, um, I didn't have my parents there to go to if shit hit the fan. It was basically me who had to fix it and deal with it. Wow. And I didn't have family to turn to as far as, you know, hey, mom, can I have, you know, some money? Can I borrow your car? Can I do this? Like, I didn't have that luxury um, as I know a lot of people who have parents who were there for them and that is the ultimate blessing, but I didn't have that. So when I had my daughter, I still had to work full time. So she was in daycare since she was two months old and uh, I worked eight hours, five days a week, got out of work, drove 30 minutes in traffic to San Marcos took my class from 6 to 10 p.m., came home. Um, if my daughter was still awake, I would spend the little time I had with her. I would make coffee, 
stay up until 2 a.m. doing homework, studying, go to sleep, wake up at 5 a.m., 5.30, get my daughter ready, drop her off, go to work. Monday through Friday, weekends were made for studying. Obviously, you can only do that for so long. So it did take a while for me to get my bachelor's for that specific reason. It took me six years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It took took a while. I was like, you know what? (laughs) It's going to get done eventually. It'll get done eventually. I don't know when, but it'll happen. So I just kept going. And then um, the father of both of my children, uh, he was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. So when Gio was two, we got uh, transferred, relocated to uh, Washington. So that's when I moved to Washington. I was 22. And I had to transfer all of my schooling to an online school, which I was kind of upset about because I was so excited. I uh, was planning on going to Cal State Fullerton. And I was just, I was so excited because I had gotten this far. Now I'm transferring. And then we moved. So I ended up finishing my bachelor's online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still going to school while I was in Washington. And then that's when I started working for Mac because there were very limited jobs in Washington in the area that we were at. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to work anywhere, it's going to be somewhere where I'm like familiar. So I applied at Mac and I worked there for about a year Uh, a year and a few months while we were stationed up there in Washington. And then that's when I got pregnant with my second daughter, Aria, and I had her moved back to California, San Diego, then moved to Fresno and then stayed in Fresno for about five months until I had my daughter. And then I realized, you know, me and the father were not going to be compatible. And uh, so I took my two girls left back to San Diego uh, mind you, I'm still in school doing all of this. So while I'm moving from Washington to San Diego to Fresno, flying here, driving there, I want to just reiterate, I was still in school. I had to do homework and uh, I still had, you know, Gia, who was two at the time. So this was not a, a walk in the park for me. This was It was stressful. Um, so then I moved back to San Diego and uh, I literally left with nothing. Um I was in a type of situation where I, if I wanted to leave the relationship, I left with no money, no car. Um, you know, if you want to leave me, then you leave, but you're not taking anything. So I had literally wiped out my savings. My credit score, I think at the time was like a 500, which is so embarrassing, but whoever, you know, who's hearing this, this, this is your hope. Trust me, there's hope. Um, I moved back to San Diego with nothing. I was completely broke. I was sleeping on my mom's couch um, because she lived in a two-bedroom apartment and I would cry every night you know I would literally cry every night like how did I let my life get this bad like I had I had always had it together I always had money saved I had my own apartment at one point like what did I do to deserve this like I don't understand and uh, I just would look at my kids and just think like I I'm so sorry like I don't even know how this happened and uh Soon after that, I just, you know, I had a lot of support from my friends who helped me. And uh, I just started picking up the pieces little by little. Um, I got a job at an office, which is the real estate office. And, um, you know, mind you, I had experience with administration work. So I got hired and I was in school. 
Um, so I basically started at the bottom and then got promoted to uh, assistant office manager. And then two and a half years into that job, um, that's when I left and I started my transaction coordinator company. Um, and then after I started my TC company, um, I moved up to Fresno uh, October of 2018. So that kind of wraps up everything as far as the kids, having the kids, moving, how I started, why I went into real estate, and then where I am now. Wow, Stephanie, that is so amazing. Like, I was almost going to tear up because that is just such an amazing story. I did not know all Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> I don't share it and, with too many people yeah. because, you know, it's a difficult thing to go through. Like, you don't – it's it embarrassing. Is. For me, I was embarrassed. I was like, you know, here I am driving a brand new car at the time and I don't even have that anymore. You know, I had everything taken from me and I literally had to start from the bottom without parental help. I had nobody there to, you know, here you go, let me help you. Like, you know, I, I didn't have a dad. My mom was an alcoholic. I had to help my mom, which is another story that I'll get to in about, you know, 10 minutes. But um, I literally had no one. I, I was crying. I was so stressed out. And I just thought like, I don't know why God's doing this to me. Like, I really don't understand why. But it just proves that no matter what you're going through, you can get through it. And your life is what you make it and how much yes. work you put in. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, I feel like you do give a lot of people inspiration because like, you know, for myself, I can, I, I always put that in perspective, you know, like people have it worse, like something that might be so minor to you. And, you know, people that might have so many things handed to them, and they don't make, you know, something out of it. And here you are, you know, you know, trying to make school work moving, you know, you don't have the support of your parents, which I can say it is such a blessing to have. And, um, you know, to those people that don't have that, it is so hard to not be able, you know, to have your parents for help. And then, like you said, you had to help your mom. And like, as a child, you know, you're, you're trying to be a good mother. And it's like, I feel like that's all you can handle in life. Yeah. And then now you have to handle something else. It's just like, I can't do this. And, you know, same thing, you know, that's why I can relate so much because a lot of people, you know, they talk about college and how they couldn't do it, you know, they couldn't afford it. But I'm, I was in the same situation you were, you know, but I somehow made it happen. It seems like you're never going to reach that milestone but somehow you do, you know, and it was embarrassing at the time because I would feel disappointed in myself. Like, how, why is it taking me so long to finish school? But I feel like at the end, you just feel so much more fulfilled. You do. Absolutely. You do. And just to see, because I know you're very successful now. So where you're at, you know, I, whoever doesn't know your story, they would never, you know, know that about you. <laughs> they would, they probably assume something else, you know, like, oh, you know she has it all together, even though it was, it wasn't always like that, but it's made you to an amazing personnel. And like, I feel like when you go through that type of stuff, you can, you know, anything can come your way and you're just like, whatever, like I got this, like I've been through so much stuff that. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely, um, it's definitely, um, you know, eye opening when you have to go through it, you're just kind of like, Oh God, what do I do now? But Honestly, unless you're unless you're faced with it, you just kind of have to take it step by step, day by day. Nothing is going to fix itself overnight. Um, you have to give it patience and just know that if you work hard to fix it or to make it better, 
eventually it will happen. You know, yes. I can't and tell you when it takes, I, sometimes it takes years, but it will happen eventually. I think your volume is going a little bit down, Stephanie. I oh, don't know how you were holding the phone. Or it might be my phone. Might be yours. I haven't moved. Uh, we'll just keep recording. <laughs> but um, another topic that I wanted to, so you said, you know, I, I really want you to talk about that. Because um, I also think, um, you know, raising your two daughters. And so you said, how was that, you know, working and not being able to spend time with them? Yeah. So sacrifice. Um, so, you know, as I mentioned, my mom had uh, substance abuse issues with alcohol. So um, it's really tough to have to choose between your only parent and your children. And, uh, you know, I was in a place where uh, I didn't want to give up school, but I also, you know, I had a responsibility to, to my children and that's to some extent my mom, you know, just because uh, my mom has her own issues that she's gone through, but, you know, she's still, they're still your parents and, um, you know, you still have some sort of, you know, job that you have to basically do as the, as your, as the child. So, uh, as, during this time, the father of my children, he was actually out of the military. So he was basically a stay at home dad. Mm. And, uh, I had basically contacted him obviously and told him about everything that was going on. And at that specific time, it was in the kid's best interest to be with their father because he didn't work he you know retired from the military he was comfy at home you know they still pay you so he was at home all day and at that time it just made more sense for my kids to be with him while I deal with my mom and finish school and work so um I actually you know my children a lot of people don't know this either but my children were actually with their father for almost three years while I was doing that while I was finishing my bachelor's, working full time, you know, studying with my mentor, really getting to know the ins and outs of real estate, not just selling, but the paperwork, the legal aspect, um, you know, the department of real estate, as far as, you know, the DBAs and everything, I learned how to do literally everything. So while I was doing this, my children were with their father and I had to Skype them you know, I Skype them every day after work. I Skyped them in the morning. I called them. I would work Monday through Friday and leave Friday after work at 5 p.m. in gridlock traffic to drive to Fresno, spend the weekend there with my kids, and then come back Sunday night. So if you follow me, like, on Instagram, you you would see a period of me just driving every weekend and in Fresno, and it was that reason. I, I would leave on the weekends to go see my kids. Oh, wow. Um, that is amazing. And um, I feel like, you know, I had talked to you about this, like for myself um, right now, being a new mom um, for me, I'm, I'm with the twins right now, like 24 seven, basically. Um, and, yeah. you know, one of the reasons, the fact that they're twins and childcare is just so expensive and yes. um, just financially, it's more smart for me to stay with them than than actually, you know, work. So I've been trying to make my own income, you know, teaching and doing my own thing. But I know that there's going to come a point in my life, if I want to give them the life that I want to give them, that there's going to be a sacrifice that I'm going to have to make where I'm not going to be able to be with them, you know, 24 seven. And I don't think that that's going to make me a bad mom, you know, I feel like that's going to 
that's going to make me a better mom because I'm actually going to fulfill my dreams. And then at the same time, you know, secure their future, which I know you were doing, you know, by, even though it was a sacrifice of you leaving them with their father, um, now you're able to give them, you know, what, you know, they deserve. Exactly. And it's really difficult. Like this is, you know, it's a touchy subject anytime you talk about children, but I feel like until you have kids and you're in a certain situation, you really don't have any room for opinion and it's not, it's not your opinion to give. And um, I had a lot of, uh, well, so-called friends. I had a lot of people who like to throw in their two cents on, on parenting. Like how, how could you leave your, your kids to, to work and how could they be with their dad all the time while, while you work? And it's like, you know what, like, unless in your, you're in my situation, you have no room to judge. Like I had to sacrifice and I had to do what was best for me at that time that worked for everyone. You know, it's selfish of me to have my kids in daycare all day while they could be with their dad in Fresno. So yes, I would love to see my kids every day, but you know what? The father of my children is home all day. And if he can spend that time with them versus being in daycare and it works out better for my kids at that time, then that's what it's going to be. And it hurt me, you know, yeah. because everyone thinks, well, you're the mom, you're the mama bear. The mom is supposed to be with the child. The mom is, that's, I get that. Trust me. I get the mom is supposed to be with the child, but when you're living in 2019 and rents in San Diego are 25, $3,000 and you're trying to save money, mom has to go to work. Mom has to make money and mom working a regular nine to five job, making 30,000 a year. 40,000 a year. I'm sorry, but in California, that's not going to cut it. Exactly. It's not going to cut it. And I, I really do feel like, you know, moms get so much crap for, Oh, you're not with your kid. You're not spending time with your kid. Moms are humans. We're all human. We all need a break. Sometimes we all need to just, you know, be our own person, regardless if we're a parent, like I get it. I'm a mom, but I'm not just a mom. I'm I'm a business owner. I still have things that I want to do. My kids are going to leave at 18, go to college. And what am I going to do? You know, I want to feel fulfilled in my life that I raised my children the best way that I knew how to raise them with good morals. And I was also able to do what I wanted to do to keep myself happy. That is such a great point. It is. It is. And that's, you know, a lot of people, um, I think it's more of mothers who haven't really struggled. I was a single mom. Um, I was a single mom for the majority of the time that I had my children. I was a single mom and uh, I had to do the mom, the dad role. I had to do everything. I had to work. I had to help them, you know, get them to school, to daycare. I had to do a lot of that. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult. And there are going to be times in life where you have to sacrifice spending time with your children for the greater, bigger picture that's going to hit in three, four years, you know? So the sacrifices that I made for three years will benefit them for the rest of their lives because I know that they'll be financially in a good position. They'll be going on vacations with me once the little one's a little bit older, but I'm actually able to do things for them that my parent wasn't able to do for me when I was little. Exactly. And I want you to share um, a little bit about, so you mentioned, you know, when you left with your two daughters and you left your significant other, you basically left with, with nothing. And I feel like that's a lot of, you know, fears of moms, you know, when they 
when you know when they're married you know once a divorce happens you know you get separated like how did that change you because I can only imagine you know what strength you gained from that um you know basically hitting rock bottom and then you probably I can you know imagine thinking in your head you know I'm never going to go through this again or I will never allow myself to be at this point in my life where I have to depend on a man for money Mm -hmm. or for you know security so how did that change your mindset because you are in a position in your life now where you don't need that. You know, if you are with oh, someone, yeah. it's because you love them and, you know, you want to be with them, not because you need to be with them. Exactly. So, um, you know, so we moved, we were looking at houses and we moved to Fresno and, you know, we had, you know, a nice house. We had a pool in the back. I had my kids. Um, but I was just, I wasn't happy. And I think because I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career and uh, you know, he had a very macho type personality where, you know, because he was the one making the money in the home, he was the one to make all the decisions. And if I wanted to go and do something, I had to, you know, basically make sure that I could use money to do that. And I wasn't ever used to that was never me. You know, I always made my own money and I'm going to spend it how I want to spend it. And that's my prerogative. And, uh, when I started to notice him not coming home and mind you, he had just got out of the military retired. So this is kind of his catch up time to go out, spend time with his family, do all that. I was at home with two kids in a city where I didn't grow up. I didn't have friends. I didn't know anyone. I was basically isolated. Um, and I wasn't happy. So for a month, I was literally just like, you know, in limbo, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay here because it's better for the kids? Or am I going to leave because I'm not happy and basically start from scratch? And I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew that if I left, I was leaving broke, no money. Um, there was no going back. I was literally leaving with nothing, no car, no job, no savings, bad credit. Like this was literally going to be a mountain I had to climb just to get back to like square one. So I knew that. And because I knew that I didn't just jump the gun. I thought about it. I rationalized. I thought maybe I was overdramatic. Maybe this is what being in a relationship is. I'm just being crazy. I'm being stubborn. Like maybe I should just deal with it. And then after a month of going back and forth, I was like, no, screw this. This is not who I am. Like, whatever. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with the consequences. And um, I ended up packing my stuff and I called my grandma and my sister and I told them I wasn't happy. And um, if they could drive from San Diego to Fresno to come pick me up and that I was going to file paperwork at the court the next day for custody and just figure it out. And uh, that's what they did, you know, so they they picked me up while everyone was at work. I left everything. I left my my bed, my blankets. I left the only thing I could basically take with me is what could fit in the trunk. So social security, certificates, paperwork, pictures, clothes, and that's basically it. Everything else stayed. And I left, went back um, to San Diego. You know, I I was sleeping on the couch at my mom's two-bedroom apartment because I didn't have a job, so I couldn't get an apartment because I had no proof of income. I hadn't, I literally ran out of my entire savings and um, I had to start from scratch. And it took me probably about a year 
in some, maybe like a year and three months to finally get back up on my feet and like, okay, I have a job, I have money saved. I'm, you know, I, I was smart. So I met a lot of people in the real estate industry that mentored me and basically took me from point A to point B. This is what you need to do. Have a business plan, get this set up. This is where you need to start. I would network. I would go out to dinners, meet different people. Like I was literally pulling strings left and right. Like, okay, this is where, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pull ourselves together. Um, we're going to do this. And, um, that's what I did. And now fast forward five years later, I have my own company and, um, you know, we're working with real estate agents all throughout California, you know, closing transactions, doing paperwork. Um, I have two other employees who are taking over while I do some of the bigger stuff in the marketing. So that's exciting. So this year's just got a lot more to show for all the work that I did the last couple of years and all the sacrifices. That is so amazing, Stephanie. And I feel like a lot of people listening, a lot of moms or females, you know, out there that might be, you know, in a position where you were at one point and, you know, this is kind of hope for them because, you know, it's to be in that position where you were, it's kind of hard to, you know, believe that you can succeed. It is going to take a lot of sacrifice. It's not going to come easy, but, you know, if you did it, you know, especially with all the odds against you and, you know, look at where you are now is that is just such a beautiful story that I feel, you know, hopefully that it does reach a lot of people or somebody that needs to hear this today. You know, a lot, I feel like you, you talked about that, how some people stay in relationships or stay married. Um, that's like one of my pet peeves, I would say, um, when I was in the military world or we are in the military world, sorry, but right, yeah. in the <laughs> world, it was a lot of people would throw that married uh, basically word around like, you know, I've been married for so many years, but it's like, well, how many years of those were happy? You know, it's like, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter if you're married, you know, it just, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't married and they're just much happier. But I feel like a lot of people, they use that word, you know, marriage, like if it's some type of badge, even though they both either the spouse and the husband might be miserable. And I feel like we are in 2019 where it is a different time and, you know, females are working more. They are going over their, you know, they are reaching their goals and dreams and aspirations. And it's kind of like that macho role doesn't really um, set anymore. And I feel like that's more of a Hispanic Hispanic thing. Um, And I've talked about this before in my podcast, but that's not really something I was brought up with. So, um, you know, for anybody that's like in a relationship right now, um, like I said, to each their own, you know, what they believe in. But um, I feel like some females, you know, do have that mentality, like, you know, I, I just have to stay like, this yeah. is what my life is going to be, you know, uh, even though I'm not happy, this is what I have to do for the kids. But you yeah. don't have to live your life like that. You can go out, you know, and do it. It's not going to be easy. But if, you know, Stephanie can do it, then anybody else can too. Yeah. And I think it's so you know, especially, you know, to each their own, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I don't judge people at all. And I don't think anyone should, but mm-hmm. there are definitely some people who are okay with, you know, being at home and just, you know, that that's their full-time job is being a mom and being mm-hmm. a mom is a job, by the way, mm-hmm. just FYI, being a mom is a job. But for me, my mentality, the way I grew up, the way I thought is like, no, like I want to be, 
a successful, you know, young Hispanic and I want to, I want to drive what I want to drive, go where I want to go, dress how I want to dress and do what I want to do. And I knew from when I was little that that was not going to happen with me having a husband or being married. And quite frankly, between me and you, I, I never saw my life as being a mom and having kids. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be successful, live in a penthouse, in a high rise, you know, drive a nice car. I wanted to be like the single girl who had her career like on point. That mm-hmm. was literally me. And when I had kids, that all had to change. But at the same time, those things that I wanted are not things that ever went away. So if you have that mentality, but you're in a relationship and your significant other isn't supporting you or letting you do what you want to do that makes you happy, you really do have to reevaluate why you're in this position. Why are you in this relationship, even if you are married? And I haven't been married. Um, I'm 28. I haven't been married. But this is for good reason is because I know myself and I knew getting married was probably not going to be a smart idea. And it was probably going to lead to divorce. And I would have been right. So that's why I'm kind of holding off on marriage is because I don't want to be in a position where I upset my significant other because I do things that are going to make me successful and basically get me to where I want to be in a few years. So everyone has a different destiny and everyone has a different perspective on relationships and life and where they want to be. And you know, just because you have a lot of women who are, who own businesses and who are really successful doing whatever it is that they're doing, um, you know, you don't always, that probably isn't your route. And if it's not your route, like that's okay too. You know, you just, you have to be happy in whatever you decide to do in life. And that's yep. just, that's the way it is. I was going to say it, it's, it's a season, you know, it is a yeah. season. Um, and I've, and I've talked about this and I will talk about it in the podcast, but it's just, you know, and it's, it's an identity shift I feel for females because our role changes so much. Like it's, uh, compared to the male role, like, you know, when, um, we were the ones that have the kids, we carry our children. And so everything in our life changes, you know, um, mm-hmm. when you become a mom, everything kind of has to put on hold because that's what's become priority. Exactly. And, um, you know, like for myself right now, like I said, it's, it's just a season that I'm going through right now. I am living, you know, what you would call the mom life, you know, staying at home, but it's something that I never saw myself doing. And it's something I would always like talk negative on. Like I could never be a stay at home mom, but here I am, you know, God gave me twins and it's like, this is, yeah, this is what you are right now. You're a stay at home mom. And it's like, and it's such a blessing, you know, but I always remind myself, it is just a season. Like, yes, this is where I am right now in life, but it doesn't mean I have to stay here forever. You know, like I have the power to change it. And that's why I'm doing everything I can in my power, you know, from home, you know, exactly. and so, you know, so to whoever, whoever's listening to this, you know, even if you are a stay at home mom right now, it doesn't mean you're going to be a stay at home mom forever. If you choose to be, that's fine. Like I said, to each their own. Same thing, like, you know, losing the baby weight. If you don't want to lose the baby weight, that's fine. Like, exactly. don't let society pressure you into losing, you know, the baby weight. If you're fine, you know, being thick and rocking your curves and go for, you know, go for it. It's, that's, you know, that's how I naturally am, very curvy. And, you know, I, I kind of like myself right there. I'm like, I kind of think I'm going to stay there. But, you know, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, gym is another topic. Don't even get me started. I've been back on my gym routine, like, okay, like, I don't even think about it anymore. Because if I think about the gym, I'm just like, oh, 
I could be doing so much more like with my time in that hour. Like I could be doing, you know, just other things that are just more relevant to like my job, you know, marketing, going, doing other stuff. But honestly, like with the amount of stress, you know, real estate, working in general, life in general is stressful. But when you work in real estate, that's literally like a whole nother animal, like another animal of emails, phone calls, follow-ups, text messages, this, that, deadlines, forms, like it's a whole nother level. So I've learned to actually accept the gym as not a way to look better, but as like a form of therapy. Yes. I say that every day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I really do. I go into the gym and I do my cardio with the intention of leaving more happy and less stressed, not to leave the gym. Like, okay, I am going to be rocking. I'm going to be putting on a thong this summer and posting pictures on Instagram. No, 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 no. I, that's, I think I'm past that phase. I think that was like 21. Like <laughs> I'm at the phase now where I'm like, no, I go to the gym because I actually need to. Otherwise my brain's everywhere. Like my stress levels out the roof. So, you know, but you know what? Yeah. Jim, Jim, that's another topic, but you know what? If, if it's fine, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's just, nobody I feel cares. Like we're just so such hard critics as, as a woman to ourselves, but um, I don't want to make this, podcast super long but I would love to have you back I feel like you have so much to share and a lot of people listening you know especially myself I mentioned this in a previous podcast uh real estate it's something that I'm very interested in um and I would love to learn from you but is there anything else Stephanie that you want to give as advice to anybody listening any like maybe just picture yourself if there was another Stephanie you know a couple years ago you know hearing this yeah. What would you tell them? What, what what some advice you would give them on anything? Live for the small moments in life and not your failures. Mm, I love that. Live on the small moments. Wake up in the morning and just take a deep breath, look outside and be happy and grateful that you've woken up. You're healthy, you have a roof over your head and you have food. Everything else, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That is such a good good blessing to say and um stephanie where can everybody find you um socials yeah so we're doing um so for real estate if you are an agent or a broker or if you're for sale by owner looking for paperwork someone to handle the docs uh real estate related it is stephanie premier coordinating.com and uh, Instagram is Stephanie Premier, so S T E P H A N I E Premier. And uh, for regular Instagram, it's uh, Steph Alexa Twelve for Instagram. Yay! So you guys know where to find Stephanie, and she will definitely be back on the podcast. I feel she is just a, such a cool boss mom, rocking it, um, being you know basically practicing what she preaches. And, you know, living, you know, her life to the fullest. Save and invest that money. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mama. So thank you for being on the podcast. And, um, yeah, I will get in touch with you so I can have you back on the podcast. And I'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Bye, everyone. Bye.